With us now, Scott Mance from Access Hollywood. He's the best film critic I know, and I think the best film critic in the entire nation. Scott. Oh, dude, you are way too kind. Way too kind. <laughs> but how on it? Let's I mean, talk box office, man. Let's hear it. What's going on? Talk to me, buddy. Okay, well, you got Rio. This is the computer animated movie about parrots in, uh, uh, in Rio, in Brazil, and it uh, opened... Very decently, number one with about $40 million. This is right on target. Uh, this wow. was definitely what was expected. But the uh, bigger news is the opening of Scream 4 in second place with just over $19 million. Problem is, is that early projections going into the weekend had Scream 4 making about, you know, between 25 to $30 million. Oh, wow. So the fact that it opens with under $20 million is... Uh, sort of a sign that maybe people weren't all that excited to see the return of Scream to theaters after 11 years after all. So now, is Scream 4 actually a good movie? Have you seen this? Yes, I have, and that's the problem, is that it's not a good movie. Uh, you know, a lot of people were calling it like a reboot of sorts, because you know they, the plan was for them to sort of like start a whole new trilogy with this movie. Uh, the problem is, is it wasn't a reboot, it was more of a rehash uh, some of the, the the gags that worked really well with the original trilogy, especially the first two films, in terms of it being so self-aware and sort of a, a, a tribute to the horror films, uh, you know, it just felt very tired and stale with this movie. They didn't really shake things up enough for this fourth film to make it worthwhile enough to really justify it. And, you know, one thing I have to say is since the last movie opened, I mean, Scream 3 opened in 2000, 11 years ago, and this is before Twitter and Facebook and, and before social networking really took off. So one thing in its favor for Scream 4 was that they, they sort of tried to incorporate social networking into the plot of the story, uh. but it wasn't enough to really just sort of like make it viable. This, the whole thing still felt very, very stale. And, and, I, and you know how the, the killer, Ghostface, he always yep. calls his, his victims on a telephone. Right. And I have to say that they, they phoned this one in. So <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I love that. So now, now let's talk real quickly about Hannah. I've heard this movie's actually fairly good. Is that true? Now, my grandmother told me this, uh, so it could be absolutely false. It is, it is more than fairly good. It's very good. Okay. It's, uh, it's a coming-of-age movie. It's a coming-of-age movie about a natural-born killer. Uh, Saoirse Ronan, who was nominated for an Oscar for that movie Atonement a few years ago, that film was directed by Joe Wright, and so was this film. So they reteamed for a completely different kind of movie about this uh, teenage assassin who uh, has been living in the middle of nowhere, and she's suddenly thrust into the real world. And she, as much as she knows about, you know, killing people and killing things, she knows nothing about the real world. So it's her, it's her coming of age. And it's, but what makes the film so great is how stylish and how intense and really how kick-ass it is. You don't want to mess with, the, with Hannah. And it's, it's a very good film. Um, you know, this is a movie that is actually doing pretty decent at the box office. It's made about... Uh, $24 million in just uh, 10 days, wow. and uh, it's, a, it's an extremely solid movie. I think it's the kind of thing that will get by with word of mouth. Uh, people don't know much about the film now, but when they see it, they're telling other people to see it, and word of mouth is the best way. Right. It's a terrific film. 
Very solid, intense, keeps you on the edge of your seat. The action scenes are really awesome. You really should see it. Scott, how did you feel about Soul Surfer with Carrie Underwood? Well, Soul Surfer was... Well, first of all, Carrie Underwood has a very small role. Uh, she plays the best friend of the girl, Bethany Hamilton. You know, she's a, a Hawaiian surfer a few years ago. Uh, she was just out doing her thing, and just out of nowhere, a shark came up and bit her arm off. Right. And uh, she, she really... Um, uh, uh, the, the amazing thing about the story is is not only the fact that she survived, but that she got back in the water to pursue her dream of becoming a pro surfer, and she did. And for a movie that's based on such an inspiring true story, the movie itself felt very conventional, and it felt like the way it was directed and written, it felt too much like a movie of the week. It didn't really sort of take advantage of the theatrical medium to... Uh, to to really stand out, but it does have a, have an inspiring story, and the movie itself. It's also very uh, there's a very uh, overt faith based uh, undercurrent of the film. Uh, you know, it's this real sort of Christian values, and that's why the movie's actually playing right. so well in the Bible Belt. Uh, it's about you know it came in fourth place with about seven and a half million. And it had a very slim drop-off from last week in about 30%. It's up to $20 million. And the fact that it had such a slim drop-off means that people are talking about this movie, too. Right. Now, so I thought, it, personally, I thought it was just okay, but uh, I wish it could have been better. But I see right. why it's doing well. So, okay, two, two more questions for you. One, is it coincidental that Soul Surfer, a movie about this real-life kind of horrific incident, uh, and then you have 127 hours last year, and that's kind of about a, this horrific true story, this incident? I mean, wh- wh- what's the deal with these coming out so close together here? Uh, that's actually a good point, because when I saw Soul Surfer, it... Uh, when the movie was over, my take on it was it was 127 hours meets Jaws. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, actually, I don't want to sound superficial in that description, but uh, the similarities between the two films to the extent that uh, both characters lost an appendage and still, in the end, went back to doing what they were doing that caused them to lo- uh, you know, get injured in the first place right. uh, because it's just what they loved. I mean, both movies are directed very differently. Uh, I think that the 127 Hours is a superior film. Um, I, the, you know, the, other than those similarities, I mean, the movies have very little in common. Um, completely different style, completely different uh, 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 realization of, of the stories. Um, but it's a very interesting coincidence, as you say. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting to me. Now, Rio, Scream 4, Hop, Soul Surfer, Hannah, The Conspirator. What do you recommend people go see this week? Well, I actually recommend that people go see, you ready for this? Yes. Insidious. Insidious okay. is like, Insidious is a really scary movie. Forget Scream 4. If you want to see a scary movie, go see Insidious. This movie... You know, I went into what super low expectations, but I was intrigued because it actually has some good uh, actors in it, Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson. And I thought, oh, what are they doing in a movie like this? And then I go saw the film, and it's a really scary, intense horror film. I mean, it's not horror film in the sense that there's, like, bloodshed or anything, but it's about this couple. They've got two kids. They move into a house, and uh, it's haunted. And uh, one of the kids falls into a coma, and the hauntings become more prominent. And the movie would have reminded me the most of 
was Poltergeist, which came out almost oh my 30 God, years that's ago. So creepy. Um, but this is, it's, it's a genuinely scary movie. Like when I got home at night, I had to turn on all the lights <laughs> and I, you know, uh, was really kind of freaked out by it. And uh, one of the producers of this movie, Oren Pelly, was the director of that film, Paranormal Activity, okay. which was a sort of sensation when it came out a couple of years ago. Right. And it's sort of like, this is like the, the um, uh, fictional version of Paranormal Activity, which also was fictional, but it was directed like a documentary. And it is very scary, and it has a great ending that will really just give you goosebumps. So well, that is the movie to see. Okay, well, I'm going to go check it out. I'm done. You sold me. Again, you sell me on these things. I'm going to go yeah, watch Insidious. Insidious is great. Okay, guys, you hear that? Go watch Insidious. That's our box office report for this Monday. Scott Matz, Access Hollywood, best film critic in the entire world. Yes. Thank you, Scott. Dude, please. Thank you. Scott, sure thing, guys. Really appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you Monday. You bet. Take see care. You're listening to Kyle Sherman Live.